0: For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle.
1: Welcome back to the Monday Waffle podcast where we talk everything WAFL. Julian Vincentini joins me on the pod today. How are you? Absolutely over
2: the moon. Finals is here. Finals, finals Waffle footy. Finals. Oh, doesn't it get you all excited? I am so excited because... just the atmosphere. The
1: atmosphere at the grounds is so different from any other game. When you get to the finals,
2: it's just a different vibe. Couldn't agree more. The top five teams of the season come into one. And, mate, it's fantastic. I don't think we've seen a closer final series like this in a long time. I mean, the top four in particular with Subi, Claremont, the Bulldogs, and West Perth are all so neck and tight. And Swan Districts have shown so many upsets this season. It's going to be a great final series. And, mate... Get down to the Waffle Finals. This final series is going to be unreal. And you know what's really
1: good about this? These are the teams. These are the top-performing teams. have always done pretty well. And, and especially, I'm happy to see that Claremont, Subi and the Bulldogs are
2: in. That's yep. it. They're, they're the three teams that I <laughs> really them? have. Yep, just them. That's it. Well, they're probably the top three teams at the moment. By far, they're the top three teams that could be the favourites to take out the flag, and it's going to be a great podcast this week. Who do we have coming on? Who should listeners be looking out for? We are looking out for
1: Bo Waterman. He's the coach of the Subiaco Lions. He's going to join us and talk to us about how the team is going into the finals round, and he coached the team in 2019 for their premiership.
2: Exactly right, and we're also going to give you our review of the round that just went and also our first finals tip so it's going to be exciting i can't decide i don't know
1: i don't know who's gonna win but all i know is that all all those teams have really good theme songs they have really good theme songs
2: and i can't choose which one i want to sing especially glory glory subiaco let's get into last weekend's results
1: Now to our first game with the Tigers versing the Swan Districts 11-11 77 to 87 55. Go the Tigers! They they had an excellent game. The top players for disposals were Jai Bolton, Bailey Rogers, and Ryan Lim. And over with the Swan Districts, Jesse Turner 29 disposals, Jason Beck 27 disposals, and Joshua Cipro on 26 goal scorers for the tigers jack buller with three alexander Manuel also on three and bailey rogers disposals and and goal scorer wow what a man 30, 30 and 2 30 and 2 impressive stuff uh christopher jones also took out three goals for the swan Districts. jesse palmer on two goals and thomas edwards on one goal so good stuff from the teams
2: and look at the game down in Mandurah, Peel Thunder taking on Subiaco. Peel Thunder farewelling their premiership coach, Cam Shepherd and captain, Ben Howlett. And I mean, Subiaco were up by 51 points at halftime, and Peel Thunder managed to come back, but it just wasn't enough to get the Chockeys. Subiaco winning 14-9-93 to Peel Thunder, 13-11-89. As we look at the leading disposal getters for the match. For Subiaco, Greg Clark came back from a hamstring injury. Collecting 27 disposals and kicking 2 goals. Will Hickmott having 27 and a goal. And Lee Kitchen, the captain, 25 and 2 goals as well. On the other side of the table, Tyrone Thorne having 23. And the goal scorers, 3 for Jack Sears, 4 Peel Thunder. Ben Howlett in his last game having 2 goals. And Ryan Bennell also kicking 2 goals. And Ben Sokol kicking two goals for Subiaco Lions as well, as they claim the minor premiership. All I'm going to say to you, Jules, is you can't look past Lee Kitchen. You can never look past him. He's a reliable man. Especially coming to that last quarter, Peel Thunder got as close to three points behind Subiaco Lions. Lee Kitchen did stand up and kick a goal. I'll Much like, needed goal for the Lions. Well, you know, I look at the score and I go, just how close? How close? That could have just, that could have been turned around. Well, couple more minutes. As simple as Subiaco won, minor premiership, as they did. If they lost, they would have came second and they would have been playing in a qualifying final. So lucky for them in the end, they managed to get the four points.
1: Well, West Perth absolutely slapped Perth to the ground. 17-13, 115 to 10-5, 65 to Perth. The top players for disposals were Trent Manzone on 34, Aaron Black on 33, and Shane Nelson on 25. For Perth, Brady Gray, 26 disposals and 23 disposals for Austin Davis. Now, looking at that score, I,
2: I don't know why I ever bought a Perth scarf. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why. Perth have had a challenging year, to say the least, Adam. I mean, they did finish second last in the end. See, with the first couple of games, when, when they... When they uh, I think it was
1: either round, round two or three, or maybe round one. I'm not too sure. But in one of those rounds, they versed the Eagles, and this is when I didn't really know much about the West Coast Eagles reserves. And I went, oh, look, Perth is doing so well, and now up against all the other teams.
2: <laughs> What are they doing? A player I want to touch on, Shane Nelson, before last round, hadn't kicked a goal all season. And look, but, look out for Shane Nelson. And what about Sasha Kurnart? Like, my gosh, my gosh, four goals. He's a national it. hero. And looking at the last game of the WAFL home and away season, it was South Fremantle up against West Coast down in Fremantle Oval. South Rio taking a 45-point victory. Jack Florenka, 28 disposals. Nick Subin with 25 for the winners. And for West Coast, Brayden Ainsworth racking up 30 touches for the Eagles. Looking at the goal scorers in the match. Four goals to Cody Ninettes, two to Brandon Donaldson, and two to Jesse Motlop. Isn't he going to be a star in the future? So that just secures South Fremantle with that second spot on the table. They'll play their qualifying match up against Claremont. This is why I had the most peaceful
1: Father's Day breakfast at Gino's Cafe in Frio. This is why. Because South Frio won. I know. (laughs) So this this is it. This is why there was no disruptions on the streets. So you're saying if West Coast beat South Frio on Saturday, there would have been riots on Sunday in Fremantle? There would have been huge riots. On the Cappuccino Strip down there? Yeah. Look, okay. This is the reason why, Jules. Let me paint the picture. We don't have the Frio dockers in the AFL finals. And if South Fremantle didn't get into the finals, or East Frio for that matter... How disappointing Fremantle would be a ghost town It would be a ghost town There would be disappointment I I don't even know what to say So I'm just very glad That South Fremantle Pulled through And look Pulled through They did They'll be hosting Claremont In the qualifying finals And that's all for our round 22 results Bring on the finals
0: Look I say these things But I don't
1: write them Pop the confetti I'm Dennis Cometti Listen to the Monday Waffle
2: Oh yeah Come on Come on Come on Right now on the line, we have Subiaco Lions 2019 Premiership coach, Bo Waterman. Bo, thank you very much for coming on the Monday Waffle this week.
0: No worries. Pleasure to be with you.
2: Congrats on the win on the weekend. How does it feel
0: to secure the minor Premiership? Uh, yeah, no, I think the... You uh, see, to finish on top of the ladder is a good reflection of the, the body of work that we've put together over the over the season. Um, obviously, Saturday, the, the second half was a little bit disappointing, but I think the, the first half we, we played some really good footy and... Um, show the brand that we wanted to play. So we've just got to bring that um, consistency, and we've got a, couple, a week off now to to get that right, and um, take on either South Fremantle or Claremont uh, in a fortnight's time. So your boys
1: finished sixth last year, and you didn't you, and you didn't make the finals. How does it feel to be back on top?
0: Yeah, it's uh, certainly something that we we set out to achieve um, back in November when we got the boys back together, and um, we wanted to. We changed a few things around with our uh, with our program um, and, and a little bit of our, our game style and, and said that we want to be playing finals and uh, we want to perform consistently to, us, to finish as high as we can. So um, we've, we've ticked that first box off um, in terms of what we wanted to set out achieve and uh, now that we're back playing finals, uh, a good reflection for the, the players and the, the staff and the coaches that have put in a, a huge amount of work to this point, um, but we recognise that it all starts again um, now. So.
1: How fired up are you guys to take on the Bulldogs and, and virtually get rid of them on the finals
0: ladder? Oh, well, I think, well, whether we play uh, South from or Claremont, obviously, but the to of ladder position, we'll play South from Um, I think the top five is really competitive. So I think any team on their, on their day can win, which is going to make it for an exciting, um, month of footy coming up for, for everyone to get out and watch. Um, if we, we just want to take on whoever, whoever we play and, uh, performing our best and, um, we know that if, if we can do that across four quarters then we're going to put ourselves in
2: a great position to to win um, win most of the games we play. Now Bo, Subi led by as much as 52 points during the third term before a fired up Peel Thunder came back in the second half. Obviously a lot was riding on the line I mean the minor premiership was there up for grabs. What was your instructions to the team at three quarter time to hold off Peel with a, if, if they managed to produce a fanatic come from behind victory?
0: Yeah, the, the, the message pretty simple was we, we went away from uh, valuing defence um, we spoke heavily about our, our communication and focus and I thought of you know, a few instances some of those things fell, fell away um, so we acknowledged, acknowledged those and then had to had to reset um, after that for the, the final quarter and um, get back to Playing a strong defensive brand um, and winning winning the ball of the contest, which we probably dropped off a little bit. Um, we were down a couple of soldiers in that in the last quarter, so we had to show a bit of resolve. Um, Lee Kitchen certainly lifted as a captain, winning winning the ball through the middle, and then um, was able to kick a, a steady goal for us, um, but, but peeled through everything at us. And to their credit, played with, with great energy and efficiency, and um, they're obviously saluting their their outgoing coach and um, and captain. Ben Howlett who's had a terrific career down at um,
2: Peel Thunder and in the AFL as well. Well, besides Lee Kitchen's standout goal in the last term, how do you feel the game of Greg Clark was? I mean, he came back from injury. He had a couple of weeks off with a hamstring in- injury, 27 disposals and a couple of goals. Was he? Did he leave from the front all day?
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought his first half was um, was outstanding. He got, got back to his his best football. He was able to push forward, and, and we've spoken to him about being been able to press forward and have impact on the scoreboard and it was it was great to see him able to do that and, as you said, kicked a couple of critical goals for us at that period of time. Um, probably faded fade a little bit towards the second half, um, but he'll be, be better for the run after missing a couple of games and um, I think three three weeks of training. So um, he should be uh, better for that and then he'll get a, a little break this weekend to, to really freshen up and hopefully we see the best out of him uh, come semi-final. And do you reckon
1: his hamstring injury held up um, or his hamstring, should I say, held up during the match?
0: Yeah, there's no no, no issues from that uh, perspective. So he got, got through fine and, and said that he felt pretty good after the game, which was, which was pleasing. Um, so we took a bit of a conservative approach with it over the last couple of weeks so that um, we didn't take any risk uh, going into the weekend or into finals. So he should be um, cherry ripe to go um, from here on in.
2: Well, looking into the finals now, Bo, how do the boys and the whole club in particular use this week off before playing in the semis?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's really exciting. I think uh, in any sporting event, when, when you can make uh, make the finals, the, the intensity goes up, the the, pre- the pressure increases, but it's an exciting time of the year to be playing. You, you look outside now, it's 20, 25 degrees and beautiful sunshine, so this is the, the time of the year that you want to be playing football. Um, our reserves are... Qualified for the finals as well, which is a great achievement. Um, with a number of young players that we've got coming through there, so we'll have a pretty solid solid week with the to get the reserves up and going. A little bit of recovery for for some of our, our senior players, so we can manage their workload with the week off this week. Um, and then we'll gear up with with a training session and uh, and the games. Um, I think the reserves play on Sunday, so we'll all get up to up to Jindal up for that game on on Sunday, and um, we'll look forward to it. Bo, it's been a great
1: season of the waffle so far. But which club do you feel is your biggest threat coming into the final series?
0: I think, as I said before, the the, the top five teams have have been really consistent all year, and and any team on the on the day um, will challenge. Um, we got beaten by Swan Districts a couple of weeks ago, and I thought the the brand of footy that they played that day was was really strong. Um, we had to we had to come from behind against Claremont, got the jump on us. Um, at Revo Fitness Stadium. So I think, uh, I mean, you, you have to respect every opposition and I think they, they've all shown um, that they, they can play really well on any given day. I think South from are, are probably um, one of the, the four teams at the moment and obviously coming off the premiership last year, they'll be they'll be hungry to rectify that and I'm, I'm sure the other four teams are, are probably really pushing them. So um, it's certainly going to be really even and hopefully we get, uh, get some really good patronage out to the, the games across the next month.
2: Bo, it's a finals frenzy in WA this year. I mean, the AFL. What's happening here is crazy. Semi-finals, prelimin- fin- preliminary finals, and the AFL grand final. Do you feel like uh, Waffle fans, especially Super fans, can still get around and support the local state league? And another boy's ravishing in all this finals action that's happening in our in our state.
0: Yeah, certainly. It's uh, it's great great for the uh, the local community and the. Um the, the footy fans, um, whether it be AFL or Waffle, I, I hope that the, the Waffle continue to, to promote our competition um, over the, over the next month and, and make sure as many people can get access to the games and, and come down and, and really promote it and it's sort of not lost uh, in the, the AFL bubble that's, that's certainly going to exist over the next couple of weeks and um, having the, the grand final and, and that can sort of let leverage um, some more people to come come to the Waffle game so. Certainly exciting time and, and to be part of it uh, it's great and that's what, what you're involved in um, in 44.
1: Now I'm just going to take you back to round one Bo. you had a spectacular win over the Royals in that first round. Do you reckon when kids or younger families uh, first went to go see their, their first round of waffle? Do you think they've uh, come on board and they're, they're now supporting Asubi and you've had a fan base increase from that big win?
0: Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, Good Friday football's uh, always one of the big events on certainly on our calendar and um together with, with East Perth it's sort of been a bit of a mainstay over the last decade and um I think we're the club's really working hard to to engage with the community and the the family atmosphere and some of the young kids that come down. Um, there's been a few that that have come to Certainly, a lot of our home games, and there was a couple down there on Saturday that uh, made the trip all the way down to Mandurah that you sort of see around the huddles or, or at break. So um, it's really great to ha- have their involvement, and it's a great day out for the family. So
2: Subi won their first, their last two premierships at Optus Stadium. Are you excited to see the grand final back at Optus?
0: Yeah, certainly. I think to to play at the biggest stadium uh, in, in WA, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a kudos for for the players and something to aspire to. Obviously, uh, the financial rewards for for Waffle players aren't as uh, great as what they are at the the professional level. But even for for the reserves and the Colts guys to to sort of aspire to to play in a grand final, but to to play it at at um, Optus Stadium is a great atmosphere and a great thrill for for everyone involved. So. I think it's at its rightful home at the the biggest stadium. Um, I think the the community grounds serve their purpose during the home and away. Season and then um, to play their grand final at Optus, I think it's a, a tradition um, that needs to be maintained.
2: Bo, thank you very much for coming on the podcast this week. It's a tight final series, and I wish you and the Subiaco Lions all the best, and hopefully you guys can lift a third cup in, a, in such short amount of time.
0: No worries. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to
2: go to the Monday Waffle Facebook page and throw us a like and follow us on Twitter. Now, I have no
1: idea how the final series actually works. <laughs> like, I, I, I know that there is, like, some sort of chart that, yes. that dictates it. But, Jules, I need an education
2: right here, right now. Teach me how does finals All work. Right. Well, it's not a dictatorship, Adam, but it is a top-five final system in the waffle. It is a very confusing top-five final system. So for those at home that haven't got their head around it yet completely, basically how it works, Subiaco finished top of the table. So they go straight to the semifinals. So they have their week off. Yeah. And it's second versus third. So that is South Fremantle up against Claremont in a qualifying final. So that that's actually pretty logical. Yes, the winner of that match goes and versus Subiaco yep. in the semi-final. The loser of that match plays the winner of the elimination final, which is ah. fourth versus fifth. It's Perfect a tough set. system. If you can't get your head around it, go have a look at the finals format table on the Waffle, Waffle website, on Instagram, on the Waffle's Instagram, on their Facebook, on their Twitter. They have the finals... Table set out and it's very easy to look at. Now I'm the master. (laughs) I've taken over, Jules. Let's take a look at the first week of finals. What? What a week. South Frio and Claremont. Huge. So absolutely huge matchdown at Fremantle Oval on Saturday. At 2.40pm, played at Fremantle Oval. Mate, as you said, the coffee strip's going to be absolute. The cappuccino strip down in Fremantle. It's going to be mad. It's going to be buzzing. I'll be there. (laughs) Well, Adam, the exciting part is that these two teams played each other in the 2020 Waffle Grand Final, and we all know what happened with that. I mean, South Fremantle claiming... A three-point victory, which was one of the greatest Waffle Grand Finals we've seen in recent times. Mm. And it was a pretty low
1: scoring as well. It was, yeah, three-point margin. So, South Rio was 6 10, 46 and Claremont 6-7-43.
2: And they also met in week one of the finals that year as well when Claremont absolutely destroyed them, 10-11-71 to 24. So, do Man, are we hoping that doesn't happen again? It couldn't As they do again. meet in week one of the finals once again. So, I'll bring it up again Saturday... 2.40pm on the 11th of September at Fremantle Community Bank Oval. Don't want to miss it. 2nd v. 3rd. The winner goes through and plays Subiaco. The loser of this match goes through and plays the winner of West Perth or Swan Districts. To be honest, I don't think Claremont could have. Af- they could not afford
1: the shame of losing. They could not afford that shame. Is that your tip for the match? Are you tipping Claremont? No, I'm not. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. But, but I just don't... I, I feel
2: like they cannot accept a defeat... Ooh. It's just not an option. Okay, well, it definitely is an option. When it comes to final series, you've got to play all your cards right and play your best side out there that, that you possibly can. I'll be tipping South Fremantle as well. I believe South Fremantle will be going on to progress. I
1: think so too, South Rio, yeah. So our next match is West Perth versus Swan District on Sunday at 2.40pm at Joondalup Oval. Now this game, I feel like this is going to have a heavy margin. Ooh,
2: so you're tipping a big one-sided victory at him 100%. In favour of who? Swan Districts. Really? Yes. Okay, don't... why Swan Districts, Adam? Swan
1: Districts are like that kid in class who never speaks. But when he speaks, he spits absolute fire. And I think the Swan Districts will do some damage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that analogy in a footy reference before, but okay. So you are going for a massive upset down in Junalop. Yeah, look, I'm
1: so sorry to West Perth. I know they're playing a home game, but they're going to... Yeah, they're not going to be happy with me saying this or with the result on the weekend. So, you know, look, they in round 11, it, it was Swan Districts who uh, who were the losers. But I, th- I feel like, you know, they hit the books. They learnt a lot. There was a lot of practical exercises with a lot of trainings. You know, they would have t- put, you know, some cardboard cutouts of players and they would have practised tackling them instead of the bags, you know, just to heighten the ing- the aggression. And,
2: um, yeah. Yeah. All righty, well, there you go. <laughs> well, hopefully for your sake and for Swan District's sake that Sam Fisher and the boys down at Bass and Dean can get them over the line. Now, Adam, the last time Swan Districts versus West Perth in a final was an elimination final back in 2017. And Swan Districts did get up 75 to 60. So could we have a repeat like you're saying, Adam? Of course we could have a repeat, Jules. You know, look, I'm not, I'm not a, a clairvoyant.
1: I don't predict the future, but sometimes sometimes little glimpses come to me, and I'm predicting that future for the Swanee Deeds.
2: They're going to get up. They're going to get up by a lot. Okay, by a lot too. Well, he's being very optimistic here at the Monday Waffle Studios. I'm going to be tipping West Perth, a home victory. I just believe Shane Nelson, Aaron Black, will be too strong in the midfield and... Even Manzine had a great game of the weekend. And Tyler Keitel, the Bernie Naylor medalist, is going to be an absolute pivotal force up forward for West Perth. But it's going to be an interesting match. Elimination finals always have that bit of extra spice on them because it's do or die. And you know what? Seeing that the elimination finals always have
1: a bit more spice, let's add a bit more spice to the table here, Jules. If the Swanee Ds win by four goals or more, I will request you to buy me something from the Swan District's tuck shop next time they play at home.
2: <laughs> and Swan District's win by four goals or more, I'll buy you a 50-cent tomato sauce squeeze bag. There you go, mate. And that's all you're getting from me. Oh, you.
1: mate. See, I was trying to make a realistic a realistic offer, but, you know, sometimes you just get shut down.
2: <laughs> and that's our tips for week one of the finals. As you know by now and been hearing by now, Adam Totooa is the host this week. Now, mate... It's been a long time between drinks for the tuck shop review. Look, I've taken time
1: off in in my solitude after a disappointing taste test at the Hungry Jacks compared to Leaderville Ovals <laughs> chips at their tuck shop. Their home cassadilla chips. Um, it was a beautiful display uh, at Leaderville Oval. I've been, you know, I've, in my solitude. Uh, I. I need chips. Well, you go. I need more chips. Well
2: mate, the big news coming out a couple of weeks ago was the Waffle Grand Final back at Optus Stadium. Now the thing that's not on my mind is Optus Stadium, twenty five thousand plus, etcetera. The thing that's come to my mind Tuck Shop reviewed Optus Stadium. Is it going to happen? It's going to be insane. I'm waiting for sponsorship
1: deals from the different various food outlets from there. I've put in calls. I've put in emails. But I've heard nothing back. So if any of you listeners want to help us out, just you know, get, get in touch with us on our Instagram, our Twitter,
2: at The Monday Waffle.
1: Help us out.
2: And also, are you going to be going to the Waffle Grand Final Optus Stadium? Yes,
1: 100%. I want those chips and I want to see South Rio beat someone.
2: Well, speaking of our Instagram as well, we had a couple of fans reply to our stories last night when I asked who will win the Waffle 2021 Premiership. Yes, we did. James Barnard saying East Perth. Sorry, mate, they're not in the final series. Taj Bailey saying the Bulldogs. Good on him. General Clancy saying Claremont. Lucas Greeny saying hopefully South Ferrer. Hopefully for your sake, mate, the dogs can get up for you. Geordie Goat also saying the Royals, mate. Not the final series. Hopefully, better luck next year for the Royals. <laughs> Tom Barnes saying South Fremantle. Big Al Buddy saying Swan Districts, mate. Yeah, you exactly. You got a fan on your side? Yes, Maybe the Swan Districts do. can go all the way. And Cam Davies has also replied saying the Falcons. So, thank you very much for getting involved on our socials. What a
1: pod today, Jules.
2: Thank you so much for joining me in the studio. Mate, you dressed up like a pilot. And you've done nothing but lead this cargo ship in a great fashion today. And we're just going to be taking off to final series. Oh, mate, you couldn't have scripted that any better. And that's when I put on the aviators
1: right now. I'm just chucking on some aviators in the studio. <laughs> Thank you very much to Subiaco
2: Lions coach Bo Wardman that joined us. So I feel really bad for egging him on about South And you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. How many people do you want at the first final? Give me a, 1,000. How many do you want? Mm, 8,000? 8,000. There we go. 8,000. Down at Fremantle, Go to the Cappuccino Strip, as we mentioned. you can Go walk see- South Riman. I'll take on Claremont.
1: Yeah, you can see me at the Cappuccino Strip.
2: Or head down to Doodle Up and watch West Perth versus
1: Swan Districts. It's going to be great. And thank you for tuning in to the Monday Waffle. We're going to be taking a look at week one of the finals next week. Give a review of all the games. I'm really excited to talk about the Swan Districts winning. Exciting stuff. Bye for now. See ya. Woo-hoo! Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.